it's time for the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Today's show is brought to you by Web Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, your hometown plastic surgeon that has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. The Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give him a call at 615-596-2006. Garbison Construction, they have been impacting and investing in people's lives in Rutherford County for nearly three decades, providing quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. And now, from Toots Restaurant in Murfreesboro, please welcome the hosts of the Rutherford County High School Football Show, Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Gould. Good morning and welcome to the Rutherford County High School Football Show. I'm Nick Gould and alongside me is Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale. We're here at Toots Restaurant on Broad Street in Murfreesboro to give you everything you need to know about high school football for all 11 teams in Rutherford County. We were back in action last Friday after a very quiet fall break. There were some very exciting games played, and I'm excited to share with you the results. Today we'll recap all eight Rutherford County games played last week, take a look at how those results affect the standings. We will be announcing this week's Player of the Week and previewing next week's matchups, finishing up with our selected Rutherford County Game of the Week. We also have interviews with some of the Laverne football players, as well as another interview with Riverdale head coach Will Kreisky. Rutherford County High School Football Show is presented by Web Aesthetic, your hometown plastic surgeon who has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. Let's start with Eagleville. The Eagles traveled to Loretto last Friday for a very tough non-region matchup and came up short 48-21. to This Eagleville segment is brought to you by Moxie <coughs> Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Jonathan Jordan and Will Becker each had rushing touchdowns, and Brody McElmore threw a touchdown to Cruz Giles. Giles also had 122 kickoff return yards on the day. Monty, tell us about this one. Well, I think this was a game you kind of knew it was going to be tough going in for um, Eagleville. Uh, Loretto's now 8-0 on the year, one of the best teams they've had in recent memory. And, you know, I thought it was com some of the comments from – Coach Walker were very interesting. He talked about how strong they were, um, the physical, and that the yards they got, you know, after they were initially hit. He said he would be interested to go back and look, you know, how many yards did they get after contact versus the yards that Loretta got after contact. And Loretta just got on them early, and, um, you know, Eagle was able to do some things, you know, late late in the ball game, but you know, that's you know, it's a non-region game. You know, they're you know they're basically in playoff mode right now. I'll probably be using that phrase quite a bit here uh, today. But you know, uh, you just kind of flush that one away. You know, tip the hat and move on. Yeah, no, it's it's tough traveling, and then not only traveling but playing a team that's having a really good year. Having a great season. That's our Eagleville segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control. Neighborly Pest Service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. 
Siegel went up to Hendersonville on Friday to play Beach. This was a tough matchup for the Stars, where they lost 48-10. to This Siegel segment is brought to you by Garbison Construction, who provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new <coughs> construction on residential and commercial projects in Rutherford County. A.J. Cucciera got his first start of the season quarterback for the injured Thomas Santel. He completed 8 of 19 for 142 yards and a touchdown, which he threw to Kevin Ensley. Drew Hostetler led the receivers in yards with three catches for 65 yards. On defense, Quentin Groves led the team with 16 tackles, and William Santel and Terry Grant added eight of their own. Blake Schofield knocked in an extra point and a field goal, bringing their scoring total to 10. Tough loss for Siegel as they found themselves in a slump. Yeah, and Beach has gotten a little better and better each week, you know, from which we, I saw them play Riverdale back early in the year, and that was a, a, a great game. Um, and, you know, you hear coaches say the – talk about the next man up mentality. Well, there are certain positions that you lose a player due to injury that you just really can't replace. No knock on A.J. by, by any stretch. You know, you know, he was the backup for a reason. You know, what Santel brings to the table is not his, not just his throwing ability, but his running ability. And, you know, when you kind of take that away, when you take a quarterback like that away, I mean, we remember back the first month of the season, the numbers that he were, was putting up were unbelievable. And, you know, they've, just, they've hit a tough stretch. They've lost four in a row, um, still in the hunt for a playoff spot. But... You know, could more than likely will will come down to the final week if they get it or not. Yeah, that that last week matchup against Rockvale, it's, yeah. that's going to be it, really. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting to see how that game plays out. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, when you try to figure out 16 to 18 year old young men, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen week to week. You know, like. Rockville, you know, they look dynamic one week, not so good the next. And, you know, um, Seagulls still got plenty to play for, though. You know, they're not in a situation where everything's lost. And, you know, even if they lose this week, they still will have an opportunity. That's true. That's our Seagulls segment brought to you by Garbison Construction, who provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects in Rutherford County. It was homecoming in Rockvale as they hosted Pope Prep on Friday night. They took it to him right out the gate and defeated the Knights 35-14. to This Rockvale segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Brishan Hofel rushed for two touchdowns to get the scoring started in the first quarter. Caleb Embry got a 53-yard pick six in the second, and Jalen Morgan caught a six-yard touchdown from Brennan Mayhew to finish out the half 28-0. Malik Hicks also got a touchdown later in the game, which brought them to 35. Pope Prep scored on their final two possessions to add to the scoreboard, making it 35-14. Big win for the Rockets. Huge win. Um, <clears throat> as I said, you don't really, we haven't really seen the same Rockville team each week, but I think what their coach Guthrie Brian Guthrie was so pleased with. They came out with a focus. Um, 
this week. They jumped on um, Pope John Paul early. Uh, as you alluded to the two early touchdowns, uh, they played well on both sides of the ball. I thought this was a game they would probably win, but I thought it would be pretty close, actually, and it turned out not, not to be. You know, it's their homecoming, senior night, a lot of stuff. They could easily be distractions throughout the week, but they weren't. Uh, they came out and, and played with a purpose. And, you know, that's what they'll have to do the final two weeks of the season. You know, they're in the same, you know, I mentioned, I uh, haven't mentioned, but, you know, there's three teams, one and two, them, Blackman, and Siegel in region play. And so um, two of them are going to get in. So if you get a win, you're probably going to get your, you're going to get in. Yeah, I think if they win uh, beat Blackman this week, that, that'll probably put them in. Yeah, so um, if they play like that, they're going to be hard to beat. And, hey, they're finishing out the season at home, too. So yeah. this homecoming's bringing them home for the rest of the year. So, um, uh, like I said, you never know what's going to happen, but uh, they're, um, they, they've kind of got, they're in a good spot, I think. They really are, you know. Got Riverdale out of the way, Oakland out of the way, and um, you know, ready to. Now they're playing the the two teams they're fighting with, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you control your own destiny, and, and you know, a lot of times this time of year you get down. Well, we got to win, but we've got somebody. We've got to have this happen and this happen. That's not the case. They can go out and take care of it. This Rockville segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Laverne went to Mount Juliet to take on Green Hill in their final non-region game. This was a very tight matchup all game where the Wolverines came out on top in overtime, 27-24. to This Laverne segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all Middle Tennessee. Quarterback Dominic Jones scored the first Laverne touchdown on a one-yard run. He passed for 133 yards on the day, including a 79-yard touchdown to Quinte Adams. Devion Brown ran one to take the lead after halftime. He was later injured on the defensive side of the ball, and I hope he's still doing okay. Regulation ended with a missed Green Hill field goal as time expired. Green Hill then got the ball to start overtime, and this time made their field goal, which put Laverne in a touchdown to win or a field goal to tie scenario. This did not last long as the first play of, the, of their overtime was a Dominic Jones pass to tight end Eric Pitts to secure the victory. Great win for the Wolverines. Well, it really was, and surprising. <clears throat> um, you know, they haven't, you know, it take them a month to score 27 there at one point. You know, they were really laboring offensively, but uh, they had a couple good weeks. Um, Dominic Jones getting back in the lineup has certainly uh, helped them. And, you know, it's um, against a, a playoff opponent a team that's um, fighting for a championship in its region. So uh, that, you needed a confidence booster. Uh, they certainly got it. And, you know, again, they're in one of the scenarios, too. we got three teams that are one and two. So Yeah, th those two regions are almost looking yeah, about the same. <laughs> really are. And Green Hill's no cakewalk either. They're at the top of their region. You know, I think they play Mount Juliet this week and mm -hmm. trying to – you know, secure a region title. Um, yeah. Laverne came to their their house and he basically showed showed dominance at the end. They of the really game. did. <laughs> you know, like you said, that was that was a good game the whole night. You know, I was tracking. It was 
you know, 7-0 Laverne, and it was 14-7 to Greenhill, and it was tied. I mean, it it was a, a well-played ball game by both teams. Yeah, and then they kicked that field goal at the end of the game, and a lot of the Green Hill uh, crowd were cheering. They thought it went in. I mean, he, he missed it to the left. It had the right distance, but didn't quite get in there. And Yeah, overtime, and then it's anybody's game. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was a big win. I was at the Green Hill uh, game on Friday and caught an interview with tight end and linebacker Eric Pitts, quarterback Dominic Jones, and some of the other Laverne players. Let's go to that now. Here in Mount Juliet at Green Hill High School with Laverne linebacker and tight end Eric Pitts. Eric, tell us about this 27-24 victory over Green Hill today. Man, it was a hard-fought battle. They came at us, we came back. You know, it was a battle for every quarter, every point, every yard. And in the end, we just came out, we executed the last play greatly, and we won. So I saw, you know, all game, it seemed like it'd be 7-7, 14-14, 21-21, all the way into overtime. What happened in overtime? Uh, we locked in on defense. We got our stop. You know, we knew we, knew we had to stop because we knew if we got to stop, then we was going to score and we was going to win. So that's what we had to go do. And tell us about that, that final play. It was first down. I know they got a field goal to start things off. What happened in that play to uh, secure the victory? Uh, you know, we went to huddle, we drew up the play, and when we got out, our line block, our line block great, got back quarterback enough time. Quarterback read the defense great, and he made the pass. It was on the money. It's all the money, right in your hand. Right on the money, man. He <laughs> asked for a better pass. You want, you want to bring some of the other, some of the other guys over here to say uh, something? Yeah, of course. Come on, Don. Don. Quinn. Dom, tell us about that play in overtime. How scared of victory? Uh, O-line gave me enough time to deliver the ball. Got the got the ball in my playmaker, playmaker's hands, and we went out there and won the game. Good job. Tell us about the game here, buddy. Uh, we locked in, and we had to do what we needed to be done. You feel me? We needed this, we needed this dub. It was a hard-fought game. You know, we did it for Devion, number 23. Y'all yep, yep, yep. pray for him, man. Yeah, I heard about Devion. Uh, middle of the game, went out with an injury, so yeah. thoughts and prayers are, are with him. Uh, Wolverines, let's give him something. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning stores stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, flooring to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals. When it comes to building or remodeling, you need a builder you can trust. Look no further than Garbison Construction. Voted one of Rutherford County's best builders, we deliver quality every time, from start to finish. As a locally owned company with decades of experience, we're proud to serve Rutherford and surrounding counties. Let us help make your dream a reality. 
Visit GarvisonConstruction.com to learn more. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Welcome back to the Rutherford County High School Football Show as we continue to recap the games played last Friday. We had another homecoming this week as Oakland hosted new region opponent Coffee County. It wasn't much of, much of a ball game as the Patriots defeated Coffee County 42-0. This Oakland segment is brought to you by the Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Dwayne Morris got the scoring started on a 49-yard run. Ashton Jones kept it going as he added two of his own. Alvary Hainsworth and Marcus Bullard also added rushing scores. In the fourth, Patrick Freeman threw one to Kaija King to bring the total to 42. Did you expect anything different, Monty? I didn't. Um... I will say this, that I think if you're Coffee County, their coaching staff got to be pleased. Their team played hard. Uh, they moved the ball at times. Um, the time of possession was actually in their favor. Oakland didn't run a bunch of plays, but the Oakland's a strike-quick offense, too, so that's kind of a double-edged sword. But Oakland did what it's been doing. It, uh, you know, jumped out to a comfortable halftime lead, got its starters in there for a while in the second half, and then went to the uh, to their number twos and threes. And you know, that's kind of been the script they followed here for about five weeks. Looked like Creasy got the start, and then Freeman came in. You know, mm -hmm. maybe later in the game, and you know, still still looked like a starting quarterback. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, you know, there's no doubt. Um, Kyler Creasy's their starting. He's the starter. Now, he was out uh, for a while with the broke collarbone, but once he was healthy enough to come back, there was, I don't, you know, there was no question he was going to come back in and, and be the starter. Um, but, you know, Patrick Freeman did a heck of a job, uh, you know, those several weeks he was out. I think he, he's a sophomore. Right? Yeah, he's just a sophomore, so. Uh, good to get him some experience they're, moving forward. They're, uh, their future looks pretty good at quarterback. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, Monty, i got to give it to you, actually. So, you had you some pretty close picks. I think this one you picked Oakland to win by 42. The score was a little off, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's about right. <laughs> That's our Oakland segment brought to you by the Art Sales Store, where all items are up to 90% off. MTCS went out east to Seymour, Tennessee, to play the Kings Academy. Took care of business on the road, 47 to 7. This MTCS segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Yates Guerin rushed for 143 yards and two touchdowns. Eli Wilson had 125 and two touchdowns. And Shai Murphy added 146 and two of his own. Seth Harris had a pick six and seven tackles. Brooks Jones had 11 tackles, including a sack. Owen White had two sacks and nine total tackles. Jeremy Ramsey had a pick and three tackles. Overall, a good effort by the Cougars this week, Bonnie. Yeah, they 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 were overmatched. Uh, uh, the Kings Academy, as you mentioned, you've got three guys over 100 yards rushing there, and you know defense gets into the act. 
Um, it was a game they were supposed to win, um, and they went on the road and, as I said, took care of their business, um, and they're in a good spot to win the regular season championship outright now. And um, I just think uh, uh, they've got an outstanding ball club. I mean, you're looking at their only loss of the years to South Pittsburgh, which is a Class A state power. Yeah, in division in Division One, I. I mean, they've only given up they'd only given up 21 points the whole season, and when they beat um, MTCS 18 to six. So, and another thing they found bound out about themselves: if you lose a game, can you bounce back? Of course, now you don't want to be losing any games this time of year. But uh, you know, if something crazy were to happen, they, they've shown the ability to to bounce back. And, you know, I look for them to make a really deep run into the playoffs. I would be I would be shocked if them and Friendship Christian don't play again uh, with the winner of that going to the, to the um, Blue Cross Bowl State Championship game. And South Pittsburgh is in, is in their division as well. So no, they're in division. But they're, they're A, but they're in Division I. Oh, uh, okay. The, we're, um, the MTCS is in. PCAs, they're Division Two, so that wouldn't be a rematch you would get. We've already gotten them out of the way, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was just a good non non conference game to play. Well, Monty, another good pick here. So you you had uh, MTCS forty eight, Kings Academy seven. I guess you're one point off. From one point off. <laughs> you know, by the toe, right? The dreaded toe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our MTCS segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control. Your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Stewart's Creek went up the road to Smyrna in this battle for the city. The home team prevailed in this one, 19 to 18. The Stewart's Creek at Smyrna game recap segment is brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call. And the art sale store, where all items are up to 90% off. Tyreek McCarver got the scoring started for the Bulldogs with a pick six. Jonathan Messer caught a three-yard pass from Austin Morris to go up 13-0. Then Stewart's Creek, Kenneth Jordan, ran one in the second quarter, followed by Jerry Taylor's touchdown to make it 13-12. Javarian Ote caught a pass in the fourth from Jacob Jones to put the Redhawks up 18-13. Then Michael Robinson hauled in a 41-yarder from Austin Morris late in the game to put Smyrna back in the lead 19-18. Doesn't get much better than this. Oh, lived up to its billing, and I did almost nail this one. Yeah, I think I picked it twenty to nineteen. Yeah, you, uh, you picked a one point game. Yeah, one point three touchdown game. So, but uh, yeah, it was a, a great game. Yeah, I tell you what, Smyrna uh, has come so far, and they've done it with defense. I mean, they are a really good defensive team now, and you know, you got. You got those three teams there in the little triangle, so to speak, with um, Stewart's Creek, Smyrna, and Laverne. They're not separated by hardly very, very few miles. And um, Smyrna really embraces those games. They win them. Um, you know, they, they've lost to Laverne one time ever. And I don't remember Stewart's Creek beating um, Smyrna. I don't, uh, email but may blow up <laughs> after I said that but <laughs> they might have gotten them once 
Um, but it's, it's a it's a game they embrace. You know, it's the, the mayor's cup, so to speak. And uh, you know, and, and Smyrna did just enough offensively, but they're really hanging their hat on their defense right now. And it, it's uh, we knew the defense would have to do something. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've um, they've gotten better every week. You know, so um, in this day and age where people score points left and right and they're holding teams to 14 and 18, you know, uh, it says a lot where where they are now from, you know, where they started, you know, the, the first month of the season. And, you know, you know what I'll say about this game? You know, taking a step back and just looking at the score, it kind of came down to the to the point after conversions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if, if Stewart's Creek were able to convert – one or two of those, they would have won the ball game. You know, and it's interesting. You, the the kicker thing comes and goes. I mean, you know, Sears Creek had a Mr. Football kicker three or four years ago. You know, um, Smyrna had a a three-year starter, three or four-year starter last year. You know, so it kind of comes and goes. But the kicking game, you know, that phase of the game is so key, you know, at every level. You know, you look at the 49ers on Sunday, missed a field goal to win the game right, you I, know. I saw somebody miss field goals. And the, guy, the guy's a heck of a kicker, you know. So and you saw it in the Oregon-Washington game uh, in college. So uh, that phase of the game, and there's more to it than just your uh, your place kicker. I mean, it's your punter, your, it's your coverage teams and things like that. But that all, more times than not, that special teams play is overlooked by the casual fan. Well, it's a third of the game. so And it's a phase of the game anybody can win. I mean, you may not be as gifted offensively or defensively, but you, you, can, you should be able to match up with anybody in special teams. Well, a heck, heck of a ball game. I, I, lo I love to see you know, really, really close, tight games. It almost felt like you know, maybe the home team was, was destined to win, Smyrna. Smyrna came out firing. And that's our uh, Smyrna, or Stewart's Creek at Smyrna game recap segment brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. You're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County? Give them a call. In the art sale store, where all items are up to 90% off. Our Rutherford County game of the week was the Backyard Brawl, which is more interesting this year as the head coaches are twin brothers. Blackman went to Riverdale and came up short 55-28. to this Blackman at Riverdale game recap segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Riverdale quarterback Braden Graham completed 18 of 25 for 323 yards and five touchdowns. He also added a sixth on the ground. DJ Taylor rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown, and Isaiah Verser added one as well. Brock Montgomery hauled in eight catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Keyshawn Williams brought in the other three scores and an additional 100-plus yards. Khalil Arman was 7-for-7 seven seven on PATs. Blackman quarterback Carter Gregory threw two touchdowns to Alex Bigelow and John Drago. Caden Perkins ran in the other two and added 125 yards rushing. Tyler Barambosen was 4-for-4 four four on PATs. Tough loss for Blackman, but what can they do when the Warriors get this hot? Riverdale is rolling. They've scored 153 points the last three weeks. So let that sink in there a little bit. Um, 
they they dominated this game from the outset. You know, Blackman did get some things done offensively, but this game was essentially over by halftime. And you know, the, that's been the pattern for Riverdale um, of late. They've got so many weapons on offense. You mentioned D.J. Taylor; he's been out. So, I mean, they've got two good running backs in him and Burser, and with Williams and Montgomery. I mean, they they've just got so many really and a good quarterback in Graham. They've got so much skill players that it, it's it's hard to stop them. Um, that week, I know they they're not looking there yet, but that week 11 matchup between Oakland and Riverdale is going to be something else because you know Oakland has got an outstanding defense, Riverdale's got an outstanding offense, but they're playing good defense. Uh, that's going to be for the old hats here in Rutherford County. That's an old school game. They used to always play the last um, week of the season, regular season, so. Uh, they're headed for a big showdown. Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting game. Like you said, you know, R Riverdale scoring so much. I mean, Blackman did get four touchdowns on the day. Yeah. That, that's not going to be enough to beat Riverdale right now. No. It really isn't. Probably not. No. At least it wasn't on Friday. That's your Blackman at Riverdale game recap segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your Navy League pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. And that wraps up our recaps from last Friday. Stick with us as we take a look at the standings, announce this week's Player of the Week, and hear from Riverdale head coach Will Kreisky right after the break. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. So a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. I'm blessed, blessed through the blood of Christ, with a beautiful wife and family, to have served in the United States Navy, now serving the great town of Smyrna, and blessed that all of our boys went to Stewart's Creek. I'm Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage with over 20 years experience in mortgage lending. If you're buying your first house or your fifth, refinancing or building your dream home, please call or email me or come see me at the South Lowry branch. It would bless me to assist in financing your dreams. Why the Hawaiian shirt? Closing on your home is a celebration, not a business meeting. Go Hawks! He shoots and he scores! We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. People come to plastic surgery offices because they want to improve something that they feel is a flaw in themselves. About 10 years ago, our men's procedures were probably about 10% of what we did. Nowadays, it's more like 30 or 40%. Eyelid lifts, liposuction, and we even do hair transplants here. We are part of the community, and we want to be able to walk around and see faces in the community that we've made happy. Thanks for sticking with us here on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Now, let's take a look at the standings. First, let's look at Region 3, 6A. 
Oakland cruised past Coffee County and is one, way, one win away from locking in the region title. Riverdale stays perfect in region play and will have a say in that title here soon. We've been saying it all year, but Rockville, Blackman, and Siegel are three teams fighting for the last two spots. What do you think, Monty? Uh, boy, I don't know. You know, I don't know how this is going to play out. You know, we're all playing one another. You know, certainly the Blackman game, the Blackman Rockville game this week is huge. You know, Siegel obviously a big underdog against Riverdale, um, but. You know, keep an eye on the Blackman uh, Rockville game because the winners probably it's going to be in the in the playoffs. Because I know that um, Blackman beat Siegel, so if there was some way they tied, they would get the tiebreaker on them. And obviously, if they if they beat Rockville, they're definitely in. So. Yeah, I went through all the scenarios. The winner of the game is in. Uh, Blackman gets Coffee County last game of the year, so. They lost. They they could still get in, mm -hmm. but Siegel would have to lose both. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting last couple of weeks. I mean, really, you know, like you said, you get you still got to play it out. Right now, you would certainly favor though Blackman and Rockville, even though they both play one another this week. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that one. Now let's go to Region Five Six A. Smyrna put themselves in first place after their big win against Stewart's Creek. Antioch sits right behind, which will make for an interesting matchup this week, which will decide the region title. Stewart's Creek, Cane Ridge, and Laverne are the three teams in this region fighting for these last two playoff spots. Safe to say McGavick is out. More than likely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Smyrna and Antioch actually tied for first, so uh, the winner of that this week is probably going to win that win that region. Another one will be a two seed and still host in the playoffs. But uh, it'll be an interesting game. Antioch, you know, we talked about Smyrna's ability to shut teams down on defense. Antioch's pretty good on offense. You know, they've had some shootouts this year that they come on the top end of. And uh, so that's kind of one of those something kind of give games there. Yeah, and I think Cane uh, Ridge plays McGavick. So if McGavick does win, I think that might put some sort of uh, tiebreaker in the loop with McGavick, Laverne, and Cane Ridge. You know, Laverne is hoping to beat Stewart's Creek this weekend, but, you know, also probably hoping McGavick uh, takes care of Cane Ridge and maybe kind of mixes things up a little bit. Yeah, the, you know, the problem Laverne's got is with um – any tie if they if it's just like say them and um, Cane Ridge are tied um, they would be out because of Cane Ridge beat them three to nothing of all scores um, not so long ago. Yeah. All right. Next, let's talk about Region Five One A. Moore County clinched the regular season title with their win. Other than that, the last three spots are completely up for grabs. Eagleville has Richland. Cornersville has Huntland. Collinwood plays Wayne County. These are all playing games as Collinwood would clinch with a win, which leaves everyone else fighting for survival. Yeah, Collinwood probably will win that game. Um, you know, if you just take Eagleville, their scenario is simple. They play corner in Richland. They win those games, they're in. If they don't, then we might even get into 
they win one, lose the other, you might get into something crazy yes, after that. So, crazy. <laughs> um, so we shall see. I know. Um, I think both of those beat Wayne County, and Wayne County, um, I guess you would call it an upset of Eagleville. You know, that could come back and haunt them. Yeah, potentially. And I guess Wayne County still has one more region game. Yep. Two and four. I don't know if two and four is going to do it, uh, but you know, stranger things have happened, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of you know most Friday nights, the last week of the season, everything. It's pretty. It's pretty late out there for you who made the playoff. Every now and then, you get different <laughs> regions from all across the state. You're like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Just wait till the TSSAA tells us on Saturday, because I'll be like, I've got no idea. You know? <laughs> I'll, I'll think it's somebody, and it ends up being somebody else. Moving to Division Two, MTCS is back on top with their region win. PCA right behind, looking to challenge the leaders fresh off a bye. Friendship will take on EZL, and the loser will be in fourth. Kings Academy would need a friendship loss and to beat them next week for a chance at the playoffs. Monty? Uh, well, that's not going to happen, I don't believe. <laughs> um, I, your, your playoff teams are set in MTCS, PCA, EZL, and Friendship Christian, not in that order. Friendship Christian will likely be the two seed, so um, that would put PCA as the three if it doesn't win um, this week or the last week. Um, and uh, PCA actually has the tiebreaker over Ezel. Yeah. So that's big. So they would still have to go on the road though in the playoffs. Yeah. MTCS looking looking like they're in the driver's seat, you know. Very much. We'll see. Hey, this is the first MTCS PCA game. I know MTCS looks really strong this year, but anything can happen, right? Yeah, PCA's showed it can compete and win games. Yeah. Every game's played on grass, right? That's right. <laughs> Except this one's on turf. Yeah. <laughs> it's at MTSU. And we at Main Street Media believe the student athletes deserve recognition for all of their hard work seen on display every Friday night. Monty, who is this week's Rutherford County Player of the Week? Well, kind of r r wrestled with it. You know, Braden Graham had a huge game for Riverdale, obviously, with the 360 yards, five touchdowns. you got to mention him. He was our recipient last week. I just think the magnitude of the game, I'm going with Michael Robinson. He had the game-winning, for Smyrna, he had the game-winning touchdown to beat Stewart's Creek, and he also had a key interception on defense. So, he was getting it done on both sides of the ball. So we'll go with Michael Robinson this week out of Smyrna. you got to love an overall effort from somebody, both sides of the ball, and, you know, the game that really has more passion than anything, fighting for uh, the keys to the city, you know. That's right. I mean, <laughs> it's the mayor's cup, as they call it. So, uh, But he had a big game and made, as I said, uh, big contributions on both sides of the ball. And they'll need him again this week uh, oh, yeah. against Antioch. After squaring off against his twin brother on Friday, let's hear from Riverdale head coach Will Kreisky, fresh off a victory in this year's Backyard Brawl. All righty, we're going to be joined now by Will Kreisky. He's the head football coach at Riverdale High School. Coach, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, well, Coach, uh, you go into last week a game against um, 
Blackman, I know you prepare the same way. I know, you know, every game is the next step. But this one does carry a lot of emotion with it. It has, you know, for years, really, since Riverdale and Blackman started playing. Um, so just talk about the emotion that goes into that game and, and how do you try to channel that to a positive advantage? Yeah, you know, you try to do many different things. You know, first of all, like you said, it's it's been an ongoing rivalry for many years. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a very intense rivalry um, between the two schools. And, and, you know, when Riverdale and Blackman play each other, man, the, the Blackman people are all in on Blackman and Riverdale people are all in on Riverdale. It's no in-between. And what you got to do in the week, you know, you got to get your guys ready, ready to go. And this year it didn't really take much uh, because they remember last year of us getting beat, you know, by seven uh, at the end of the game. And, and, and just all the emotions from last year's game, you know, it kind of boiled over early on in this year's game. And I had to make sure our guys were calm and, and relaxed um, because, you know, they, they, they were they were upset about uh, how we finished the game last year. And they wanted to make sure that that didn't happen again this year. So, this year, I was more trying to calm the emotions and, and let them realize, you know, you can't do nothing stupid. Uh, you you got to play the game. But unfortunately, we did have a few penalties that cost us at times. We were too aggressive on, on, you know, not stopping on the whistle or tackling when it's too close to out of bounds and, and things like that. And we got to do a better job of, of playing within the game and playing within the whistles and, and understand if we do that stuff, you know, it could cost us a game. And, and if it costs you a game this late in the season, you know, you could be turning your shoulder pads the next day. Is this a game, you know, we we hear about senior leaders or uh, leaders of a football team. Is 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 that the type of week where you kind of lean on those guys as, as well? Yeah, you know, you got to lean on them, uh, especially the guys that experienced uh, the things last year. And you have to, t- you know, let them know, guys, we got to go out there and take care of business, but we can't do anything to hurt this team or penalize this team. You can't be selfish at the end of the day because if you're selfish, you know, it can cost this team big time. And, I think a lot of those guys, Keyshawn and and uh, Braylon Vanderbilt and, and Jalen Thompson and Braden Graham and Brock Montgomery, all those seniors uh, did a good job of rallying the troops and, and getting them to be focused on the goal at hand. Well, as for the game itself, uh, you really uh, showed the, the talent you have, particularly at the skill positions. A lot of people got involved in that game. Um, how big is he getting the DJ Taylor back this time of the year? Oh, it's huge. You know, we've really missed him the last four weeks. Um, and him coming back, you know, still I was still kind of questioning how, how healthy he was. But I guess he was pretty healthy, 140-yard rushing, two TDs. I think he felt pretty well Friday night. And, and you know, having a guy that runs runs a ten, ten, uh, one of the fastest uh, 100 times in the state track, you know, it's, it's always good to have that guy back healthy, uh, you know, and, and back playing football. I know a lot was made prior to the game about you and your – twin brother going at it again you've played him before obviously when they were at centennial how was this different this was a lot i mean i say a lot different because of, of the intense of the rivalry it has nothing to do with me and him he knows that he needs to be riverdale not just to beat riverdale for uh, uh region standing but he knows just for the for, for, for the blackman community and same with me. There's always, you know, that, that rival game. You you want to beat the, the all the guys in the city, and, and that's what that's what your goal is when you when you take his job. You you want to make sure you win the city games, and then and then you work work on that on the other region games and things like that. But the city games, man, and they're intense, and, and it means a lot more to these kids and these communities around here. I know Murfreesboro is a really big city now, but 
you still got a community type uh, feel when it becomes a high school football with with Riverdale, Oakland, Rockville, Blackman, Siegel, you know, and, and you want to make sure you win those games in the city. Um, you had, you know, obviously you were very pr productive in a, in a lot of phases of, of that game. So uh, I know you, I know you practice a lot and you prepare a lot. Uh, you, you appear to get all of that into the game on a positive note. Yeah, we did. You know, um, <clears throat> offensively, you know, they moved the ball well, was able to get on the board and 13 nothing early. We did have a miscue at uh, hold on a snap and a hold on an extra point, but we got those fixes later as the game went on. Um, I, you know, and it was just one of those things that happened. And, you know, coming off a of fall break, sometimes there is a few mistakes like that that you haven't been doing the week, week before. But the kids got back in and settled down and was able to play ball defensively. I thought we played well. Now, they, they did some good things on offense and got us in, in some tough spots. But, again, we played a good Blackman team. It's not like we played a team that wasn't very good. They're, they're very good and very well coached and, and very physical. You know, I thought they uh, were very physical up front on both sides of football. All right, you move on this week to Siegel on Friday night. They've uh, kind of taken uh, um, some lumps here, had a critical injury. You, you know how injuries go. You can lose one player, and it can make a really big difference. I know everybody has the next man up thing, but, you know, they've scuffled a little here, uh, you know, and obviously a lot of people are going to be pointing next week, but I know – I know you, I know your coaching style. You're not even thinking about that yet. Exactly. You know, all I'm focused on is Siegel and what we need to get to do with Siegel. Again, Siegel's a city game in the city. It's a region game, and it, it still has playoff implications on it. So, you know, we need to – you know, they're they're trying to survive and make the playoffs, and we're trying to, you know, get, get our seat, our seating locked in for the playoffs. So, we, you know, our goal is to have a home playoff game. And, and one of those that is, that's blocking that goal right now is Siegel. So, uh, so all our focus is on Siegel. And what they do, Coach Renshaw is an excellent coach, and he's he's done a good job getting those guys ready and ready to play every week. Unfortunately, they have had an injury at a, a significant position, um, and, and they're getting it. They got, the guy that's playing now, um, he's doing a really good job. Um, but again, as he's going to get better as the more snaps he takes. So you know, it'll be his third game in. So you know, we got to be ready to go and prepared, and and they'll be they again they'll be ready to go and prepared, and it'll be a tough Seagull Seagull Riverdale game is always a tough battle. All right, Coach, thanks again for joining us on the Rutherford County Football Show, and good luck to the Warriors. I appreciate it. Thank you, Monty. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning store is stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, flooring to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike?
Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call, to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Welcome back to Tooth Restaurant on Broad Street as we continue to cover some of the best football played in the state right here on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Moving on to Monty's Picks. Monty is 54-17 and 17 on the season, picking game winners, so I'm interested to hear who he picks this week. Oakland goes to Ravenwood in their last non-region game. This is an opponent they are used to seeing in the playoffs. It's a, it's a really interesting non-league game this time of year you know of course you know both those programs fight like crazy to try to find opponents and this it just happens to fall right here on week 10 um, I think they're you know and who's to say they might play again on down the road yeah it might be three weeks from now they're playing again right yeah they could play in the semifinals of the playoffs so um, but you know other teams got plenty to say about that but I think, you know, it's a good matchup for both teams. You know, if you're not playing a, a region game, it's kind of give you a look ahead of what you're going to be facing, you know, from a talent standpoint. Uh, you know, both teams well coached. Um, both teams, as I said, plenty of athletes. And, you know, across the state, you'd probably have a hard time finding a better matchup. Yeah. I think the coaches probably decided that. They said, oh, what better way to prepare for the playoffs than to play a you know typical playoff opponent? Yeah, I mean, it's um, – I think uh, the fans will get their money's worth, that's for sure. All right, Monty, so who do you got, Patriots or uh, Ravenwood? I'm taking Oakland. I'll take them 28 to 20. All right. Patriots. And Eagleville takes on region opponent Richland at home in a must-win game to make the playoffs. Monty? That's it, that's it in a nutshell, you know. Um, Eagleville's been banged up. They lost their quarterback um, last week, Becker. And, you know, they brought Macklemore back in. So they're, you know, they're not where they want to be uh, offensively from, from that standpoint. Um, Richland, solid program. Um, I think Richland um, is probably they got their own a little more of an uptick than Eagleville is right now. So I would probably pick um, Richland twenty-one to thirteen. Smyrna goes to Antioch this week for the regular season region championship. Monty. Woo, another good one. We've got a lot of good games in the <laughs> coverage area this week. 
but that's the way it's supposed to be this time of year. Uh, you know, boy, the ant guy at Antidoc's done such a great job with that program in a short time. Um, Smyrna in a rebuilding year. Here we are playing essentially for a championship this week. I'm really wrestling with this. I just like the way Smyrna plays defense. So I'm going to take them um, 21 to 20. <laughs> Another one-point game? Another one-pointer. <laughs> the toe, right? <laughs> the toe. <laughs> Blackman goes down to Rockvale as both teams are looking to clinch a playoff spot. Bonnie? Well, two schools right beside each other. Uh, both know the deal. Blackman, one of the more improved teams. Um, Rockvale, as I said, they've kind of been up and down. Um, I think uh, protecting the football is big. It's big in every game, but it's particularly big in this one because both teams got some pretty – they've got pretty high-powered offenses. I just think um, right now, though, I would have to uh, go with – um, Rockville, 28-21. Stewart's Creek goes up the road to Laverne this week looking to clinch. Laverne may need a win uh, in both of their last games to make it. Yeah, I mean, I like the way Laverne's playing, you know. A couple wins on uh, Stewart's Creek coming off a disappointing loss. You know, it's how I think a big thing is how they regroup from that. But they got all their goals still set in front, set in front of them. I think they're going to be a little too much for Laverne. I'm going to, I'm going to call it uh, 33 to 24. Riverdale is going down the road to Siegel, looking to keep their winning streak going. Siegel, however, is looking to break that streak and break their losing streak. Yeah, tough spot for Siegel. I mean, Riverdale right now, they're, they're playing as good as anybody in the state of Tennessee. And, you know, um, that speaks volumes of the talent they have. Um, I think, you know, I think last week, you know, they obviously, the, the backyard brawl, uh, it was um, total domination. Um, and there was, you know, there's, those two, two, two teams don't like one another. I mean, it's just cut to the chase, and you know Riverdale. Sometimes they gotta they gotta keep their emotions in check. Uh, this this game this week, I mean, I look for it to be similar to what they've been doing. I just think they're 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 too strong. I think they'll win 49 to 14. Now we have this week's Rutherford County game of the week. PCA is hosting MTCS at Floyd Stadium, and the first of many Murfreesboro divisional rivalry games. PCA is coming off a bye with two weeks to prepare for the top-ranked team in the region. I think it's big, too, for their staff because they also had won a game, a big game, uh, with these Zales. So they were able to step back, digest that big victory, and then uh, start preparing, a little extra preparation time for MTCS. As their coach, LeBron Ferguson, likes to say, though, it's all about blocking and tackling. And... Um, you know, I think MTCS, um, they've got a, I think they've got a really special team this year. I think um, PCA, uh, they've done better than I thought they would. Um, and, you know, as you 
said they're, they're going to be big rivals in, in the future. This is their first ever uh, matchup in football, at least 11-man. And, um, well, first ever, yeah, they've never played. So uh, I, think, um, I think it's a game that PCA will come out pretty spirited, hang with them a little bit. But I think at the end it's, it's going to be too much MTCS, I'll say, uh, 35 to 14. Well, thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. We'll be here next Tuesday at 10 a.m. to give you more Rutherford County High School Football. See you then. You've been watching the Rutherford County High School Football Show with Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Goulds. Read this week's Murfreesboro Post for all the latest news about Rutherford County High School sports. The Rutherford County High School Football Show has been brought to you by Web Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, Moxie Pest Control, The Yard Sale Store, Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage, Garbison Construction, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest on Rutherford County football.